Aleichem. Uh, just uh, very, very uh, briefly, uh, it's so good to have all of the Chevra here, uh, new and old. Uh, this particular event has been going on, I think, seven or eight years. So, uh, Baruch Hashem, which was open to uh, more, more, eight, nine, ten. Amen. I don't even know how many. Uh, big thanks to Hanania Weisler, who I don't believe is here, but I hope you come. Who, who laid the uh, groundwork for uh, this event to take place. Um, just Thank, you Thank you, Kobe. Thank you, Kobe. Amen. Uh, to Breslov Shai Chesed yes. and uh, Gershon, where's that guy, uh, Gershon? Who uh, graciously, you know, uh, when we were uh, planning this event, when I was talking to Yaakov, I said I could ask uh, Gershon, but I don't even have to ask because he's for sure going to say yes. Uh, that's his style. Chabad uh, event, it was obvious. Man. Come on. Right. Like right away. Um, so we're very grateful. I don't know where he is. Where's uh, Gershon? That's it. Uh, this is all uh, due to him, and uh, a big uh, thank you uh, to the shul. And um, the Le'iloi Nishmases are around the, um, the table and up on the wall and on the flyer. So uh, please uh, to keep that in mind. Also, the refuah uh, for someone who is actually going into surgery today or tomorrow, I'm not exactly sure, uh, Freda Bas Hessel. So to keep her in mind as well. Um, and thank you to our uh, wonderful speakers, Rabbanim Chashuvim, who, uh, who uh, came. Uh, Rav Gerzi and Rav Davidal have uh, been with us uh, before, and uh, first time for uh, Yaakov and Rav um, Moshe Chaimid, and it's uh, so great uh, to have them here. And uh, even though he's not in the flyer, we're going to start out, I think, with, with Ravade, who's uh, going to uh, give a little introduction. And uh, this should be, you know, an event that uh, doesn't take place only once a year. Uh, we should all get together more. Uh, Lost Princess Initiative as well. Keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, uh, the great organization uh, run by Hashem. Uh, Hashem. Run, run uh, by Hashem. And uh, yeah, without further ado. Do you need a microphone? Do you have a microphone? Good young to Trevra. Set the Schmeier. Gewaldige. Lichtige Chag, Jutes Kisle, Bechage Geula. It's a tremendous, a tremendous Yeshakoyev, the Kobe, and the Hanania, and uh, all the Chevre here in Breslov, and the Rabban Chashukim here. And all the Chevre here, the Chaver Makshivim, all of you guys that are deciding to be here and to be present. And you could feel like there's an ore here that's growing by the year. Getting bigger and bigger, the yes of saints, the yes eyes. And the main question that's Eulam is what are we all doing here? What's the Indian of Yutes Kislev? It's always a nice thing when Jews get together. But what's the whole Indian? What are we celebrating here? There's many Rebbes that went into prison and came out. <coughs> Why should it be Dafka here that there's a big, big light? What is Yutes? And also, why should it be that called Tfutzais Yisrael, that all the Jewish people feel some connection? That there's Jews that just feel like, I want to be shy to this, I want to be part of this. Why not just by the Chabadniks? Why should it be that all of Klal Yisrael feels like the sun, something that touches them on Yutes Kislev? So really, just Bekitzu Nimratz is an introduction, because I just came here to hear the Rabbanim speak and to sing with you guys. 
It was a great tzaddik that came to the world. The Or Sheshis, you may bereishis, Rabbi Yisrael Belshem. And he came at a time that there was a lot of challenge in the world. He came at a time with the Toy Chaim Zachu. He came at a time at the end of a dark night. And he was a light that pierced through the darkness. And that for world jewelry that was going through something very challenging, where some light was lost, some feeling inside the mitzvahs was lost. And there was a greater distance between the, the Am Chabes Yisrael and maybe some of the more educated ones. And Yidin felt that I don't know where I'm going. I'm lost. Maybe Hashem is not shaykh to me anymore. I don't know if anyone ever felt that. I hope we never feel that. Amen. But someone came to the world to tell the world that Hashem is shaykh to you, that Hashem is relevant to you. In your Limitayra, in your Kapitel Tehillim, in your Taisus, in your Kli Yeshua, wherever you're at, and you're running out into the forest and just saying, Hashem, Tati, I love you. But that's filled with awe, that's filled with meaning. And there's infinite light that you can draw from that. That Hashem Himself is right there. That God is there with you. Hashem is right there in your life. And He never left you. And what you're doing is precious. And the Baal Shem Tev had a Talmud, the Magid, who had a Talmud, Shneir Zalman ben Rivka, the Baruch, Shnei Or, the one of two lights, the Rav of Klal Yisrael, the Shulchan Aruch Arav, the Alter Rebbe, who when his Neshama came to the world, the Balatani spent a very long time in the Mikveh because a new Neshama was coming down into the world. A Neshama that would light up the world with those Shnei Or, with those lights, and teach with a tremendous Hisgalus, with a warmth, with a passion, that Hashem matters to you. Hashem is relevant to you. Hashem is in your life, He's in your mitzvahs, He's in your piece of kugel, which Komi told me there's going to be no shortage of. He's in the kugel, He's everywhere. And it's radiant. Hashem's light is with me now. No matter what I'm doing, Hashem is with me. And then something happened. There was Malshinus, whatever, whatever it was. And words were said that this person was doing something and said things against the Malchus, because he said, you know, Malchus is like Lace Magarma Klum, so you guys are Klum. And the Malchus is like the Aritz, and it's a nothing, and he's really embezzling money to the to Turkey, to the Turks, because he was sending money to the Kail Chabad and Eretz Israel. And whatever happened, because we know when there's something very holy happening, there's going to be another side that's going to try to stop that light. That's why you stay up the night before a bris. You make a vachnacht. And you say, Shema Yisrael by the baby. Because the bris kodesh is a tremendous iskalus. 
and so too here there was a light that was going to light up the world. And they came and they took the Balatanya in the armored vehicle, closed to the light on all four sides, black, Escalade, with armored men. And they took him to jail. And I'm sure they're running the time about all the crazy Nifladik and Nisim, which the Nisih Chabad told us we have to tell over the Nisim today. And it's the biggest chazkus for us to say over what happened, to say over the Nisim. And one of the questions that was asked in those 53 days of torture, of of persecution, as are you connected to Yisrael Baal Shem Tov? And now everybody knew at that point that this was a symbol, that the Balatani was taken to jail. The light itself was put into jail. This was a symbol that maybe the light of the Baal Shem Kodesh was not meant to go out to the world. And the world would go back to a very cold place. And the warmth would freeze up once again. And people davened and fasted. They didn't make chasanas. They made with 10 people, without fleshics. It was a very, very intense time. And the Balatanya could have said, I'm not connected to this person. And he could have very easily made his way out. But he said, even at the expense of his life, I'm a student of the Baal Shem Tov, my Rebbe. Everything I have is from him. Now, I don't know about you, but in my Shulchan Aruch, it doesn't say, Yahar Val Yavor, to say that you're a student of the Baal Shem. It says, Gili Arayish Fichas Domen, But the Balatanya said, if I'm not connected to the Baal Shem, to the light of Panemius, I don't even have life. It's not a Yaharik, there's not even a life to begin with. I need it. It's life itself. And many things happened. Many Nifladika miracles happened. And the Balatanya, when that moment came, when he was reading to Hillel, and he said, nafshi, he that had been released. And he, he took his handcuffs and he just sort of threw them off. And he, he went to the cell and he just sort of opened the door. He didn't need any drunken Russian guards to open the gate for him. Because the time had come from Shemayim that it was a sign that now the light of Panemius has to go forth into the world. But now, that we see every single year now more and more Yidin grabbing a hold of this light, that the Torah is meaningful, that my davening is meaningful, that Hashem is with me even in my darkest places. That everything I do is meaningful. When I talk to my wife, it's deeply meaningful. That when I talk to my children, it's deeply meaningful. There's nothing stam. There's nothing just mitzvah sanashim alamada. Everything is deep. Everything is bepanemius. Everything was a lichtekite. It's with or. It's the lachona for Hanukkah. Everything is the or agonas. And when the Balatanya came out, it was a sign. That now that light had to go out to the world and it should be Chakuka, Balev, Yisrael Saba, to be carved into our hearts for all eternity. For every single Yid. That's why this is not a Chag for only Chabadniks. It's a Chag for every single Yid. 
who wants a panemius, a deep relationship with Hashem, wants a deep relationship with their wife, their kids, their husbands, with their chevrusas, that everything should be with meaning, with depth, with ananafshi kasavis yahavis, with a podabisholam nafshi. Everything can be rabbimayu imadi. And it's beschus of klali Yisrael. So this is not just a chag for one group of people, as we see right here. It's a chag for klal Yisrael, for Yisrael Saba. And it's a day that besiat deshmaya. We're all going to be macabre on ourselves. Right now, Hashem, please, we want to know you deeper. We want to learn deeper. We want to have chakras in a deeper way with you, Hashem. Not just the content of Torah, but the noisena Torah. That it should be lichted. And at the coldest time of the year, we start to warm up with the light of that or. We should be zaycha b'siyat d'shmaya to the pot of b'shel nafshi, to the or agonas, to all the gewaldike hisgalas of Yutes Kislev, of the schus of all the tzaddikim, of all the pidyin, and to help infuse that light that the hafotzes hamayonis should be chutza, to go forth and spread the tires of Hashem, and spread the tires of the Baal Hashem to chutza, not just a trickle that every single one of you guys we're going to become mashpiim to go forth and spread that light to the Arba Kanfei Sa'aretz. And besiyat Deshmai with that, we're going to see the Goyal Tzedek, Mashiach ben David, and the Binyin Bey Samiktosh, Biskalos, and the Kibbutz HaGolius, Bimher Veramenu. Amen.
Okay. We need an actual. A yad kislev for bringing. You need an actual. I do this with water. We need an actual lechaim, huh? Lechaim, lechaim. Okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking. The good stuff is under the table. Lechaim. I should ask for Mashiach, you know? He's up. Everybody should also, when we're coming up to Hanukkah, everybody should eat. Thank you. That was a Hanukkah reference. Okay, this song is a little bit less known, but it's very, very deep and beautiful. So I hope that you'll sing it with me, that you'll hum it with me, that you'll... Focus on the words with me and try to connect to these words. All of us know the words. They're simple words, but they're very, very deep. If we could ask for mamish, 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 we could try. Absolute silence. Anybody who knows it, please sing along. I'll get shit, I'll get shit, I'll get I'll get shit, I'll get she had done I'll I'll We'll be a cloud, we'll be 
Okay, first of all, I'm, you know, it, it's, I, I've got a problem because the, the, the hidden, like, next, especially next to me are refined human beings. I'm like, uh, mamish, like a gorilla on speed. <laughs> I, I'm like a behemoth, so don't, I, I, whatever comes out, it's l'shem, it should be, hopefully l'shem shemaim, I hope it's l'shem shemaim. 
Bezas Hashem Yisbarach, that I'm very happy. I, I get scared, I get intimidated by, by the Hebrew next to me. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to change. It doesn't mean my midas are necessarily going to improve. I don't know, but uh, that's what I am. L'chaim, l'chaim. I'm in love with all of you. I'm in love with all of you. You don't have to know somebody to love somebody. I'm in love with all of you. Um, I'm... Yeah. Welcome as well, ladies and gentlemen, not just gentlemen, but ladies as well. Chazda Hashem. Kolakavod, kolakavod. another nigga but I'm afraid of what that would do to you. It's a funny thing by, by, by certain sadiqim that I learned by a number of years ago when I was a teenager. 18, 19, 20, when I was by certain sadiqim, they, they, they would love it, they would love it to be here, mamish, they would go round, Rabbi Singer, Rabbi Singer, he would go round, he would kiss every single one of you, he would just go, he would go nuts for this. It's like, we're, we're sitting here in the middle of like, we're sitting here, it's just, it's hella plain, it's, it's not normal, it's not it's not normal. Kol Kavod, we came out, and Chaz Hashem for the Mashbim, I love you, you're beautiful. I love you, you're beautiful. <laughs> love you too. Oh, it's a 1790, 1798, a day after Sukkot. A day after Sukkot, there was a knock on the door of the Balatanya's home. And, and you have the Russian authorities, and they came and they took away the Balatanya. Took away the Balatanya. And. Um, I think it's correct. I think it's correct. The Balatanya got changed in the Shabbos clothes. I think it's correct. You heard this before? I think the Balshent. Yeah, the, the Balatanya. You, you, you dressed in white. He put on his his Shabbos attire, and and he went. And he went. He was taken to this this um, cell, and for 53 days he was in this cell. 
on 22 charges of treason, 22 charges of treason. And, and, and the Balatanya, while in this cell, was visited famously by the Malkin of Mezlij, by the Balshamtev. And everyone knew why the, the Helga Magad, the, the Helga Balatanya, why, why he was in prison. He came and he brought down this text, 53 chapters of the Tanya, which we're starting again now, 53 chapters of the Tanya, and, and people didn't like it. They didn't like it. They didn't like it. It was, a, it was, um, it was problematic on many fronts. <coughs> And listen, the people who didn't like it, they weren't wrong. They, they weren't wrong. If we, if we go bigger to what's going on in history, they're not wrong. They have to do what they have to do. They've got their Aveda, and their Aveda's correct. As crazy as it may sound, their Aveda's correct. Yet the Balatanya's Aveda's correct as well. To say one is correct, one is... There, there was an Aveda here. There was an Aveda. It was big people who had problems. It wasn't just little people. And, and they're both right. It hurts, but they're both right. Balshemtev and the Magid comes to the to the Balatanya and the Balatanya asks, like, what's Pshad? Should I should I stop teaching? Should I, it, did I did I overstep a boundary? Have I done too much? Did I break something? Balatanya was worried, he caused a shvira, mama, she caused a shvira. And and the the Balshemtev and the Magid, they mechazek, they mechazek the Balatanya, and they say to the Balatanya, no, 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 not at all, not at all. Chaz not at all. The way that you've dealt with what's going on now, you're mamish mamtik dinim, you're mamtik dinim, and for 53 days you're in prison. He knew he'll be in prison for 53 days. He knew when he'll be let out on the 19th of Kislev. He knew. And, and they said it's for the 53 Prokim of Tanya. Every day you were mamtik, every day you were in prison, every day you were in a Yurida and you, you mamish held cop, you daven for Kodesh Baruch Hu, you daven for the Shechina, you daven for Am Yisrael, you daven for, for mamish the Velt and, and Chazda Hashem for 53 days. Every single day you were mamtik dinim. So 53 days you, you opened up a new parak in Tanya. You allowed the Tanya to be Megaleh. You allowed to be the, 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 the Tanya to be Megale through the way that you behaved. You're in a state of Das and, and, and you held cop. And more than that, now that you've been mamtik the Dinim, Shalom Yisrael, now you have to go wild. Now you have to mamish. To call the, the Rapshitz is a, you can call the Rapshitz a mamish a behemoth, but Tanya, you're a fine human being behemoth. But now you can go wild. Now you can go mamish builder. You can open it up and, and, and mamish break down the walls. Nothing will stand in your way. And more than that, the 22 charges of treason is the 22 letters of the ICIs, which is, is Chabad. So when the Balatanya came out, he had his mission statement. He thought, he thought, maybe I broke something, but Tachlis, he freed, he freed something. He opened something up, he freed something. We know famously the Balatanya we know famously the, the Balshemtev, the Balshemtev, in the door that he lived, the Balshemtev, Rosh Hashanah, it was a Shabbos, Rosh Hashanah, he has an Aliyah Neshama that we know about from the letter to his brother-in-law of Gershon Kitavah. And there's a lot of sadists within, within the letter, 
lot of sages within the letter. Ah. Shanta has an aliyah. Shanta has an aliyah. In the aliyah, which is codified in the letter, not of Sidus in this letter. In the letter of the Valshemtiv, the Valshemtiv speaks about his aliyah and he, he, he goes up into different heichalais, he meets Moshiach and a couple of different understandings of, of what's going on here. But the good opinion is that Melech um, HaMoshiach tells the Valshemtiv that when the Torahs, when your Torahs are spread, then I, Moshiach, can reveal, can become revealed. So what, what that actually is, is that the words on pages, Torah? So yeah, in a certain respect, yes, but something else going on. We'll go into it now, but something else much deeper going on that we'll touch upon. But the time period of when this is happening, the time period of when this is happening, this is something very important, which is connected to the Baal it's connected to the Tanya, and that is uh, something called Yeridus Hadairus. Something called Eurydice Hadoirus. Eurydice Hadoirus, which we have in several places in Shas, in the Svarim Akadoshim, speak about Eurydice Hadoirus. Eurydice Hadoirus is something changes within, within, within reality, that there is a Eurydice, and it specifically hits us in one dimension. There are a number of different dimensions, but in one dimension where Eurydice Hadoirus hits us is in Halacha, in Niklas HaTorah, Niklas HaTorah becomes uh, more difficult, it becomes more difficult, we can't change Gezeras that, that were made in Marabrachas, we can't change Gezeras, we're adding, we're tra- it's, 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 there's a cloudiness within, within Psak Halacha. There's, there's, another, there's another side to the story as well, and we label it Alias HaDoris. We label it Aliyah Sadeus. Rav Shimshul Hirsch speaks about it, and, and Rav Sadiq Akhon speaks about it. As far as I know, I, I think Rav Cook was the first one that coined Aliyah Sadeus. You, you saw an earlier text of Aliyah Sadeus. I think it was Rav Cook that was the, he, he coined this term Aliyah Sadeus. And what, what, what's Aliyah Sadeus is we're heading towards something. We're heading towards something. We, we're further away from the Harasina experience, but we're, we're, heading, we're, we're heading towards something. And that 
which we are heading towards as a gilui, as a revelation. But it, it's fascinating to note, it's fascinating to note, and I've heard from a number of, um, a number of my teachers, that Aliyah's Hadoras, for example, one expression of Aliyah's Hadoras, it's where Pnimius Hatayrah comes into play. Where Pnimius Hatayrah comes into play. When we're speaking about Eurydice Hadoras, it's Prate Pratim. It's breakdown upon breakdown upon breakdown upon breakdown. In the world of Kabbalah, we speak about the world, for example, of Spheres. Spheres, we mentioned this in Shi, you take the word Spherot, if you change the, the, the fur to a, you get separate, per, per. Spherot is separate. There's, yeah, you hear the word Spherot, we went through this, Nahon, Spherot separate. Spherot is about breakdown. Darizal was Megale Partsif, which is being Miyached, Partsif. And as we go further towards the Geula, there's a yichud, there's a yichud that occurs. We go into the world of Parsufim, there's a yichud. This Indian of yichud, this Indian of zivug, this Indian of, of connection. So we have on one hand, on one hand we have the, the svarim, the words on pages, and, and it's interesting to note, as we go further on in time, as history evolves, if you think about it, we have actually a deeper hasaga of Pneumus HaTorah. Earlier generations had less of hasaga. We actually have more of a hasaga. We have more of a tfisa. We can understand Pneumus HaTorah. Why there's, there's... On one hand, if you look at the graph, and the grandson of the graph, Reb Yaakov Moshe, he speaks about this, and, and, and many different, many different... Um, Sadiqim speak about this, but the Nakuda is that we have a world around us which has advanced in, in the world of technology, the world of science, and we've actually got Mashonim. Because things have been created in the world that were not around before, we have analogies. So if you take, for example, a computer, we could speak about a computer, you've got hardware, software, updates. So you, you can have, for example, hardware as a goof, the software is the machine of Das, and, and we have analogies that the world around us gives us today, that gives us, so to speak, a deeper understanding of Pneumius Atayr. So, whereas there's a Yerida in, on a certain respect, Niglas Atayr, there's an Aliyah on the understanding and the depth of Pneumius Atayr. And, and that's something, you know, as, as we look around, as we look around, it, it's something that becomes more and more revealed. But there's another Sad as well, so we have the Pnimis Hatayra, which is the Pnimis Hatayra, words on pages. It's words on pages. It's, it's, say, Fayetzira, Medrash Abihir, the Heichalais, the Zaya, the Kisveari, works of the Ramak, Abu Lafia. We, we have words on pages, but then there's a Pnimis Sheba Pnimis And I think a lot of us, we, we, we connect to this. Maybe we don't necessarily consciously connect to this, but. This is what the Tzadikim explained, that when we speak about Pnimius of Pnimius we're speaking always about Yechudim, Yechudim and Zivug. And what is that? It's the idea of clean or. What's clean or? There's a vessel. There's a vessel. And then with this vessel, you can put something in the vessel. Right now, there's a coffee. There's a coffee, there's, but everything in reality is, is vessel and light. 
So what's Pnimius Shiva Pnimius Hatayla? Because that's really what, what really starts to open up. It's the Nakuda. To be careful how one says this, but it's the Nakuda that the Nimshal of Pnimius Hatayla, and again, we see it today, the Pnimius of, of Pnimius Hatayla is wanting us to relate to the world in a certain way. Uh, and we see it happening. What does that mean? That if we speak about Yiddishkeit, we speak about Yiddishkeit, if I talk too long, smack me or something. I don't know how, I didn't, I didn't think about uh, climbing. Table's too long. Table's too long? <laughs> so I'll try, to, I'll try to say what must be said. But, um, so, so the Nakuda is, is that once upon a time, there was a lot of breakdown. In, in regards of where we live, demographics, people were here, people were there. You know, if somebody 200 years ago would, would leave for a week, that, that was it, there was no contact. If they sent a letter, sent a pigeon, or a you know, messenger, if that's some money, you know, that, that was it. <coughs> you left, you said, that was it. I hear stories of my great-great-grandparents, you know, they, they, when they left the home to go to someone's house, you couldn't tell them that you were coming, you just left. Demographics is, that there was just, that was it. In our door, in our door, there's breakdown upon breakdown upon breakdown upon breakdown upon breakdown. That even though we're together, even though we're together, even though we could be in Daladamos, there's there's a disconnect. It's dealing with another nakud of what we call the, the trauma, the, the trauma. One nakud, some people know about this. Some, but the nakud, for example, Chet Adam could be relabeled as the cosmic trauma. Chayt Adam is trauma, and, and what's trauma? Fracture, disconnect. It's a ripping away from innocence, and we are born into a world of trauma. Yiddishkeit's here to heal that cosmic trauma. It's a relationship, which is a bechina of giving space. It's a bechina of seeing each other, hearing each other as is. So Pnimish is the Nukuda, the Kli, the Or, is that when we look at another human being, we relate to them as they need to be related to. So this, this is this is clean or this is a yichud. And and we're living in a generation. We're living in a generation where the MS. This is more than ever our avoda. We can sit and we could learn Hasidus and Hasidus is good stuff. You know, it's good stuff. Chazda Hashem. Again, there, other people would say in a more refined way. Um, being being uh, a little bit of a behemoth or a big behemoth, it's good stuff. Somebody with covered would never say that. But, but I love it, I love it. I, I love the world of Hasidus, the world of Sod. It's, 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 it's something which awakens us. However, we can put Hasidus and Sod into exile. We can take Hasidus and Sod and we can say, ah, the Ica, you know, everyone should be learning Hasidus, everyone should be learning Sod. But this is called this is called exile. Why? Because people are different. People are different. People will always be different. There'll never be one way of doing things. Even when Gaula comes, there'll never be one way of doing things. I've seen it already. There'll never ever be one way of doing things. But what will be different is we can hold each other where they are. If somebody feels shame, somebody feels guilt, 
they can turn to another person and, and they can they can talk to them and share with them and the person will be able to hold them. Because what stops us? What stops us? It's all this internal wild realities that we experience and I can't relate to this one, I can't speak to this one, I'm embarrassed of this one. You know, it's, it's interesting the Ben Shai brings. When a person when a person goes to 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 graduate from this world as a based in before they go wherever they go. So Ben Shai asks, I don't have we know we know Chazal tell us that there's <coughs> there's a based in. And the based in will tell us all our avarus. All our avarus. So the could is why? Why? So on, on one level it's to cleanse, to cleanse to cleanse. Cleanse us, okay. Ben Shchai, again, paraphrasing the Ben Shchai, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mean, the Beistin's mean, bunch of meanies have to tell you, oh, you did this and you did that, I know all your dirty secrets. I know all your dirty secrets. And you go all different colors, you're green and blue and purple, all the different colors because they tell you, oh, you saw that one? You're terrible. You're not meant to be spying. But that's a problem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows everything. I try to hide. I try to fight with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and hide from... It doesn't work. It's it doesn't work. I, I don't know. Try to do mitzvahs. Mitzvahs. That's all you could do. So what, what's pshat? Why? Because what happens the moment all the secrets have been spilled? What happens? What happens? The moment that they've gone through all your veils, they've, they've turned up skeletons in the closet, compounded skeletons. It's like millions, even skeletons that you didn't know were in the closet, they turn up. What happens the moment afterwards? The moment afterwards, when you think nobody wants you, when you think, I'm going to be isolated and withdrawn, I'm going to be stuck, no one's going to look at me, anyone who looks at me is going to... <sighs> disgusting, disgusting. You did that? Disgusting. That's how I'm going to feel. But it's put forget, it's the opposite. Well, why does a person doesn't... Why does a person do fear in the first place? Why does a person do something to hurt themselves? They lie. They don't tell the truth. Pashup Shat, they're protecting themselves from being hurt. Okay, we fall prey. The moment all the kishkas have been spilled, Kodesh Baruch Hu says, come and give me a hug. Come and let me hold you tight. And I get emotional, I guess it's, you know, I get emotional about it when you work with people and, and they're spilling their kishkas out. It's, it's people are vulnerable. As strong as we are, as resilient as we are, I'm a superman. Oh. We're very vulnerable. We, we're, we're delicate. All of us need to be seen, heard. All of us need to be, we want to be understood. You know, it's funny, we're sitting in a room. You know, there's, there's however many people are here, but the MS is. Maybe apart from Shlomo Eliel, because you're still, you're still like normal, you're a kid. What are adults delinquent children? But, but what the good is, is there's us, and then there's double, double and triple, because of, because of all our compounded, all our compounded insecurities, all our ultra egos. By the time we finish, there's thousands of us in this room. 
the zivu is having the ability to take to take what we learn, and it doesn't matter if it's chasidus, it doesn't matter if it's musa, if it doesn't it doesn't matter where it's coming from. The avoda of pinimius of pinimius is having the ability to hold each shame, each piece of guilt, and, and there's a yichud. There's a yichud. It's not that I've heard something that sounds disgusting. It makes you disgusting. Oh, I, you know, we have a, what's it called? What were we speaking about before? What's it? What do I have? What do we say? Have when imposter syndrome. You know, I have like a imposter syndrome. So it's me, Yoshua Gozi, my imposter syndrome, my guilt and my shame. Pinimius, 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 pinimius hatayra. The nimshal of Pinimis HaTayra. The celebration of what we celebrate on the 19th of 20 and 20th of Kislev is, is the nimshal, not just the moshal of what happened. It's the nimshal that something opened up in the heavens that we start to relate to each other where I can hold each piece of shame and I can hold each piece of guilt. Yes, I'll get punished for it. Yes, it will be dealt with the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs to deal with it, but the panemius of the panemius is that each and every one of us, all the compounded schmutz that we carry with us, we can just see each other, and we can hear each other, and make a union with the Kli and Or, make a yichud with the Kli and Or, that in the world of breakdown, in the world of Yerida, we have a much greater potential for the Aliyah of this Yichud. For the Aliyah of this Yichud. 19th of Kislev. 19, as we know, is the Milui of Shem Havaya. And, and 19 is, is as well, if you take the, the Rev Levi Yitzchak says, Rev Levi Yitzchak Shnison, the Rebbe's father, he says that when we left Mitzrayim, we went through 12 different channels, but when we go through the Euphrates, for Gaula, there'll be seven. We, we, we bind together all the compounded shame. Seven plus 12 is 19. We compound as a yichud that became a gala when the Balatanya came out. And yes, it's for everybody. But the panemius of the panemius is to do with our mental health, is to do with our maturity. And, and I give us all a bracha that 19 is gematria chava, chava is to speak, as Uncle says. And just to end, can I just end with a, a story? I don't, again, I apologize if I over, overstepped by speaking too long. I just want to end with a story. One of my best friends, Rabbi Daniel, is here, and he mentioned the story. This is a story that Rabbi Singer shared with me. A yid comes to the Baal Shem Tov and asks the Baal Shem Tov, what's the job of a Rebbe? Apart from loving, and apart from supporting, and apart from giving smacks and musa, Hashem Tov said like this: that the job of a rabbi is as follows: that we live in a we 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 all have our construct of reality. Each and every one of us, we see reality the way that we see reality. And what happens is that we get stuck in this construct of reality, it becomes a keeper. Our rabbi comes along, and our rabbi will come and break the walls down of that reality. There's, there's walls. Everybody will accomplish one wall down, another wall down, another wall down. And, and, and we will see this newer, more wider, deeper, more amplified, beautiful world. 
stuck in the clipper. We may even, this is again a Nakudah Chidush, we may even feel bad. I, I lived in that Oilam Ashekel. The Rebbe hopefully will tell you, no, even the Oilam Ashekel is a celebration. But then that wall, all those walls are taking down, there's something bigger. And then you enjoy, you feel good. Ah, Chidush. I could find Shalayam to fake us and Muna Bitakon. I Unbelievable! And then some time later, what's your Rebbe gonna come and do? They're gonna come and break down those walls and show you something even more unbelievable. Chevra, we're all Rebbers, we're all Talmidim, we're all friends. That's our Avaita today. It's to hold one another. It's to hold husbands and wives, parents and children. It's to see one another, to hear one another. That's how we heal from the cosmic trauma of Chet Adam. That's what we need today. Each and every one of us, we need to feel loved. We need to feel wanted. We need to feel it. Where from? Ourselves and one another. And that's why we come together. That's why we come together. I love each and every one of you. And Beis Hashem, we can always enjoy the dimyonus that we're in. Should enjoy it, mamash, makabal upon. We should enjoy the dimyonus that we're in, and then when we're ready to let go of that dimyon, to enjoy that as well, and to allow the process to happen. So as we, we as we sit here in Eretz Yisrael, mamash, may we really truly see and hear each other, pnimishab pnimis, to hold each other, to make a zivug with a nook. To make a to make a zivug with the Agnes and a vial, whatever it is, to make that zivug that we can come together and mamish live live good live good. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
sing of a song to you.
Lachaim, Tom Lachaim, Lachaim. Does the Chaver eat in the Kugel of Siyat Rishmaya? Make sure everybody has, pass around. I think there's enough for everybody. Make sure Avi gets. Avi got. Avi has all played. <laughs> Sure, some stop by you along the way. So, Besiyat Rishmaya is the Chevrar enjoying the Kugel and enjoying the Chavrashaf and enjoying each other and enjoying Eretz Yisrael and enjoying this storied historic room that we're in. To speak for an hour just about the room that we're in now and that Sadiq and the Davent here and that strove here and that learned here and that loved here and that danced here and sang here and that cried here. As we enjoy just this moment, which of course is historic, every moment's historic. As we enjoy sitting here and basking in this that we might not be able to describe or capture in words, but we know that there's something, there's something, there's just something. I'd like to see Atar Shmaiber, Sister Rabbanim, to share a few thoughts, a few feelings. Yad Kislev we spoke about, Yad Kislev, this element that we spoke about, what Yad Kislev is historically, what this day is for Chabad, what this day is for all of Hasidus, what this day is for every Jew, what this day is for the world. The angle that for some reason always captures me every year anew when it comes time for Yad Kislev is that it's seven days before Hanukkah. And then how could we sit seven days before Hanukkah without talking about Hanukkah? What's the shaykhis? What's the connection between Yutes Kislev and the Rosh Hashanah of Hasidus, the Balatanya being released from this prison, from this captivity? Well, like Rav Gerzi mentioned, a mission, a mission statement. Different than he was when he came in, a different fire in his eyes, and there was already a fire in his eyes, and a fire in his heart. Like we said, Lola Lolafachay. He knew what kind of narrow bridge he would walk, and he knew what kind of narrow bridge all of us would walk throughout history. Anybody who strives and endeavors to connect themselves to this light, it's a narrow bridge and it shakes. Oftentimes there are people shaking it also. Not just shaky on its own. It shakes. But Vayikr Lolafachayd, that the Balatanya walked out with this courage, with this lave chazak, that knew how to connect to MS and not let go and not give in, and to remain standing staunch and firm. And the Pasik says, To be able to connect 
to a little spark, a little tiny nakuda, just a little bit of truth, a little bit of feeling of hergish, feeling like a mensch, like a human being. <coughs> Spoke about behemoths already. Feeling like a little bit of human being. To feel that there's some life, that there's some spark that we're trying to connect to. And it's a spark, like of Gerzik had mentioned, in all of us that we're sharing, that we're sharing with each other. Like Rav Nachman says, a number of places, different ways, this element of being able to have that spark that we contain within illuminated, sparking up from everybody else's spark. And there's a great conflagration in the room, and there's a fire, and there's a warmth, and there's a heat. There's a togetherness. There's an understanding that we share. We might be different. We might not know each other's names. We're connected to something that exists. We're here, and other people that aren't here. Also, I apologize that the Chevra is standing, and Mamish kills me. Mamish, I wish that... Okay, Be'ezer Hashem, next year, now we understand what kind of... Uh, I don't mean we have to do it somewhere else. We have to expand. You understand? <laughs> but we're seven days before Hanukkah. Seven days before Hanukkah. What's the shaykhis between Hanukkah, Yakislev? What's the, what's the connection between this yantav of Hanukkah and the hachana that's encapsulated within this moment that we're preparing? What is Hasidus? What sits at the root, at the core of this giloy, of this kind of experience? It's the same ingredients. It's all of Yiddishkeit. What's at the essence of it? What did the Balatanya want to bring down to the world, the Mamsher from the Magad Mizrich, which we'll learn from? And the Balshem HaKadosh, Shem There are so many points that we could point to. There are so many different elements that we could stress, that we could focus on, but one that I think stands out historically in terms of what Hasidus was supposed to do for Yiddishkeit then and what it's doing for Yiddishkeit now. It's one word. Hizchadshus. Renewal. Life. The ability to start fresh. The ability to start anew. The Baal Shem Tov came to the scene when Am Yisrael was faltering in a horrible way. Many different things historically had happened and taken place at that time. Begashmias and Beruchnias, different sociological realities. And the Hashem Tav breathed the spirit of Ischadshus into Yiddishkeit. To start fresh, to start new like we never had started before. There was nothing really new about it, but the way that he spoke about it, and the way that he communicated it, and the way that he lived it, and that energy that just you felt, you felt in the presence of these tzaddikim. It wasn't so much what they say, it was how they said it. And the life of each and every individual. That the Baal Shem HaKadosh came to the world to tell each and every Jew, no matter where he is on that narrow bridge of life, that you can start again, and you can start again, and again, and again, as if you're fresh, as if you're new. To be alive, to be alive. So much happens to us along the journey. So much happens to us along the way. We get cold and we get, we get broken. And we go through the traumas that we go through just by virtue of being a human being in this world of Hester, of concealment, of brokenness. We go through things and something gets lost. And the Baal Shem Tov says, start fresh. Start now. Come alive. Come alive, Am Yisrael. Come alive, each and every Jew. The Baal Shem Tov came to the world at a time when the Beis Hamikdash of Am Yisrael was destroyed. And all the Kalim and all the different elements of connectivity, all the different Karbanas, all the different aspects of those things which bring us close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Karban, everything was battle, everything was nullified, everything was cold and frosted over and frigid and, and, and dead. 
at least in the lives of many. And the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh was this Pach Shem Tar. The Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh was this little tiny drop of oil that we found hidden. He revealed himself at 36 years old. There are 36 candles of Hanukkah. If you start and count from the beginning, cumulatively, all the way till the end, are 36. The Baal Shem HaKadosh is this small Pach Shem Tar from which a nace is able to be born. And that's the miracle that wasn't just a miracle then, it's a miracle that you and I are living now, 280, 90 years later. This is the miracle that the Balatanya wanted to go ahead and bring out to the world, his chadshas. A nace. Mamish like the nace of old. When they discover that Pach Shem and Tar, that little drop of oil, and they lit it for the first time, they said, there's no way it's going to last for night number two. And the night number two happened. And then night number three, you know, that gap that we see between one little cup on the menorah and the next cup is very, very wide. It's very wide because it's not certain that you're going to be able to take that journey from one cup to the next and from that cup to the next. And every time it's a suffolk and every time it's a doubt and every time we go through that little gap between our cups, right, we go through that gap in the lives that we experience and what's supposed to be this incredible experience of light. And then it goes, and then it goes out and there's a little bit of a gap in a space. And the next night... They're able to light a second, and a third, and a fourth, and it keeps on shining, and it's going brighter and brighter and brighter, night to night to night to night. And what Yiddishkeit has gone through Gilgulim since the time that the Baal came to the world. Do I need to talk to you about the gap called the Holocaust? The gap that, who would have dreamt that a flame could leap that gap? And that Yiddishkeit could be planted on the shores of America? And that now, 70, 80 years later, there's a resurgence again once more, deeper and deeper. Walls are being broken. Am Yisrael wants to go deeper. We want more. We want more. We want more. Because this is the Yisrael of Hanukkah. The Yisrael of Hanukkah is his chadshas. The story of Hanukkah is the story of brokenness. To find that little tiny spark of courage and of strength and of clarity and lucidity and MS that's able to bring everything back. It's able to restore everything. That's the story of Hanukkah. It's the story of Ischadshus. Hanukkah's Miloshan. Hanukkah's Habayis. That's why we call it Hanukkah. One of the thousand reasons. Hanukkah's Habayis. Hanukkah is an Indian of Chinuch, renewal, something's fresh, something's starting. Have to help it grow and nurture it and draw it out and believe in it and fill it with emuna. Every night of Hanukkah is moise fahoylech. Nothing stays the way it is. Every night is renewal. Every night is something fresh and a new giloy and a new tikkun and something new. There's something new that's shining that we can tap into. And the Hanukkah candles, of course, were told need to be lit at shetichle regal menashuk until Literally, all those that are walking in the marketplace leave because it needs to be persuminisa that people should be able to see the Hanukkah candles. Ad shetich l'regom ashuk, they have to last all the while until the streets are empty. The Rinshita is about what that means today. But the word regal chevra can mean feet. It can mean the reference to those people that are walking to and fro in the marketplace. But it could also mean regilas. It could also be a lashon of regilas of those things that we get used to. That we get very comfortable with this thing called Yiddishkeit. And we get comfortable with davening and with learning. And we get comfortable with tefillin and tzitzis. One of the first pieces I saw from Rabbi Nachman's Chosia that, that caught me. I didn't even know why. 
And I think about this often. Rabbi Nachman, it's just a small piece in Sikha Saran. It's just, you know, one of those little tiny pieces couched within two completely disparate teachings that have nothing to do with that little tiny three-liner. Rabbi Nachman says over there that, or Nassim records that Rabbi Nachman gave his talis to one of his chassidim. He gave his talis, his used talis. And he told this chassid, he said, be careful to be mechab at the talis because the same amount of threads that exist in this talis, that's how many tears I cry to understand mazet talit, what a talis is. Now for my 17-year-old brain trying to process, I'm like, what do you mean, what's a talis? I can explain to you what a talis is and why we wear it and where you can buy one and what it looks like. What's a mazet talis? Oh, wait a second, there's something deeper than simply understanding. Yes, there exists this thing called talis. We put it on in the mornings, different menhagim, and what the purpose of this thing is. But mazet talis, what is this thing called a talis? We get used to it. Mazet filin. Mazet filin. What is this thing called tefillah? Mazet tefillah. But we sink into this experience of regilas, where everything is just, you know, it's what we were born into, many of us, most of us. It's this experience of the day-to-day expectation of what it is to be a Jew. And Hanukkah comes with the spirit of eschatches, of renewal, the spirit of yakislev, of changing everything, of breathing back a spirit of life and vibrancy and vitality and cheshek and ruts on a desire, which we'll speak about, just two more minutes, which we'll speak about. And it says, Hanukkah teaches us how to get rid of all the regilas, how to get rid of all of that experience of just being used to life, being used to things, taking things for granted, experiencing life by road. And it doesn't just mean Yiddishkeit, it means friendships and relationships and Rabbeim and every single breath that we take, and the eyes that we have in our head and the ability to speak and the ability to listen. What is this thing called eyes? Mazepeh. Everything is deep. Everything has meaning. And the deeper that we go, the more we appreciate what this thing is called life. We don't have to be here. We should all live long and happy, I guess, till... 180. 180. Lanetzach. We should all live forever. And we will, Be'ezer Hashem. But nothing here is, is a given. It's up to us to took to turn the regal of regilas into a regal of celebration. The Hanukkah is a regal. Because regal can mean regilas, but it's up to us to realize that all those things that we just experience because we think we're used to them and we think they're coming to us, I have to turn that into a regal. Every single moment is a regal. I was speaking to somebody the other night. He tells me he's in a yeshiva. He came, he's 18 years old, came for first year, and he's in a program, and he just can't stand it. Uh, none of the programs that you have are, and I'm sure. But he, 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 it's just not a good fit for him. I'm sure it's a wonderful place also. It's not a good fit for him. And he feels as if, you know, he's just, he kept on saying, my circumstances, my circumstances are horrible. My circumstances aren't ripe for success. And I said, let's, let's talk about your circumstances for a second. So you're breathing. You have eyes you could see. You have a mouth you could talk and ears to listen. And hands that could feel. And you have some, you have some books around you, English, Hebrew. You have a table, you have a chair, you have meals, you have a bed. Your circumstances, no circumstances have ever been more ripe for success than an 18-year-old with a roof over his head and somebody paying the bills and food on the table and <coughs> books. And books, as far as him. There's never been a better circumstance. So I told him, I, you have to do your shtadlis and you have to try to find the place that's meant him for you. But in the meantime, because that could take time, in the meantime, your circumstances, regilus, achetichle regel manashuk. You know who lives life this way? But this will come to an end, I promise. You know who lives life this way? Children. Children live life this way. For children, everything is new. 
go however far back you need to go into your own life, into your own childhood. There was a time where you enjoyed things, <laughs> believe it or not. There was a time you enjoyed things, that life was enjoyable, that getting out of bed in the morning wasn't a drag. And that, and, that, and that ice cream cone that you get at the corner store made your whole week. There was a time like that. And pizza you looked forward to for a month. There was a time like that. There existed a time and an experience of yaldos, of freshness, of renewal, of realizing that life is a wonder, is a pella, something I heard from Rav Gerzi a number of years ago. Rav Gerzi said that you can live in an olam hateva or you can live in an olam hapele. Right? Oh, forgive me if I'm misquoting. And we can choose where to live, right? Is that, is that accurate? Something like that. You can live in an olam hapele. This world is a wonderful world, is a wondrous world. And this is what Yaakov Avinu tells Esav. Esav Avinu says, hey, let's walk together. Yaakov Avinu says, give me time, give me time. I'm not rushing. I'm not rushing. I'm appreciating every moment. Do you know why? L'regel ha'yuladim. L'regel ha'yuladim. Which again literally means because the kids walk slower and they have short little feet and they can't move so quickly. Ah, but the deepest thing is no because l'regel ha'yuladim. Because kids know how to celebrate regal, regilas. Kids know how to turn every single just normative aspect of life and they turn it into a celebration. Yaakov Aminu says, I'm not rushing anywhere. I'm enjoying every step. I'm enjoying every breath. I'm enjoying every flower that I see. And every person blows my mind. And every single moment I say, Shalom, it was worth coming down to, the, to this world for, with all the shakiness of the narrow bridge and how scared I get along the way. It was worth all of that for this one moment of connection, for this one moment of one little Rashi and one little Taisvis and one little line in Gemara. Well, I finish the Masechta, I'll try to, but to enjoy the journey every single step along the way, it's not a simple thing to be able to learn a Pasuk, Chumash Rashi, that it should blow our minds, L'regel Hayeladim. The Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Asa Elikim Adam Yashar. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created man, Yashar, straight. Vehema Bikshu Cheshboinus Rabin. They went along and they discovered all kinds of complexities and all kinds of sophisticated ambitions and different ideas of things that they wanted to do. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Asa elikim asa adam yashar. When man is created as a child, yashar, yashras, tmimus, pshita, simplicity. And then life goes on and we become very mature and, 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 and adult. And that comes with a lot of what we're speaking about, to lose that excitement. Hanukkah is about bringing us back to that place. Yakislev is about bringing us back to that place of pshitos. What is Hizchachas founded on? How do we live a life of Hizchachas? We live a life of Hizchachas by living a life of pshitos, of simplicity. That our sagas, they call it high maintenance. Not to have such, such hasagas. Of course we should strive. But also along the way to appreciate the basic facts of existence. Allow that to give us joy. We don't need to wait until, you know, the next thing that we think we're going to get that's going to make us happy just to stop and think. Go slow and appreciate the basic, basic elements of what it is to be a human being. Allah has come what it is to be a Jew. If I was really Chabad, I would say, Allah has come what it is to be a Chassid. But I won't go there right now. But Allah has come what it is to be a Yid, what it is to be a Jew to go back into that oneness, because this world is a world of separateness, is a world of multiplicity. This world is the world of seven. Every single thing in this world has parallels. Everything is split into these seven different elements that are rooted in what's called the lower seven spheros, seven days of the week, seven you know, cl uh, classical uh, planets, and seven musical notes, and seven colors of the rainbow, and seven, seven you know, all, the, all these, 
all these patterns of seven, that's the world that we live in, a world of period of separateness where I sit here and you sit there and we're separate one from the other. One above seven is the realm of achdus, is the realm of oneness, is the spiritual place where all the division comes from. Hanukkah is about taking the seven and bringing it back up to the one which is the Indian of, the, of course, the eight nights of Hanukkah, bringing everything back into that place of oneness, that one is associated with that getting to the depth of it. Now we have no time already, way over time, and we'll finish. That one is associated with the sphere of Bina, which is one above the seven. Olam Chesed Yibana, Kaddish Baruch Hu begins creating the world from the sphere of Chesed down, and from Chesed to Malchus is seven. One above Chesed is Bina. It's the realm of oneness, the realm of Olam Haba, Hashem Echad, Ushmai Echad. That's the element of oneness, of unity, from which everything descends and splits. What's the realm of Bina associated with? Chamishim Shari Bina, the realm of 50. There are 50 gates of Bina. Why 50? Because seven times seven is 49, one above seven times seven, which is the separateness of this world, is 50. That's the 50 gates of Bina, which transcend the natural world that we oftentimes feel trapped with. And listen to this. The Pasuk says, All of the streams flow back into the ocean. Now, of course, the ocean vis-a-vis the streams is going to be the source, the oneness, Vis-a-vis all the separateness that split off from that place. Yam is gematria 50, 50 gates of Bina. That place of oneness of Achtos. Nechalim, Nachal, as Roshetevis, Lahadlik Ner, Chanukah. Kol Hanachalim, every night we make the bracha, Lahadlik Ner, Chanukah, Holchim Elayam. So that I want to strive to climb above the seven into the eight, into that element of Bina, into that element of Pashtus, into that element of Yashar. Before Behem Abikshu Cheshbonis Rabbin, climb back into the Tmimus, the Pshitas, the Ischachas, the Chinuch, the Chanukas, Beis Hamikdash, the Achetich Laregam and Ashuk, the Indian of Moisif Ahoylech every night, to be able to tap into the joy and the sweetness of what it is to be a human being, to live in this world. And so to close, I want to read you a few lines from the Bala Yard site. It's also a yard site today. It's the day that the Baltanya got out of prison, but it's also the yard site of the Helega Magad of Mizrich. It's the Talmud of the Balatanya and the Talmud Muvak of the Balshema Kaddish, without whom I don't know what we would have from Chassidus today. The, Ma- the Magad of Mizrich Mamish took it and he started that element of spreading it and empowering others to spread it in their own unique ways. And the, Bal- and, and the Magad of Mizrich writes in Parashas Kisisa. And this is the key to understanding how to get ready for this experience of Achetichla Regam and Ashuk, which is coming upon us, Habalin in seven days. This is the key, I believe. Listen to these words. Parashas Kisisa. The Ruach HaKodesh Gilalanu. To my knowledge, you don't find words like this. The whole say, I learned to say for Chazi Hashem was my parashas here for last year. It comes out of nowhere. It's even at the end of a piece. I don't even know what the connection is. Mamish comes out of nowhere and he speaks in such a way that's it's unbelievable. The Ruach HaKodesh Gila Lanu. Who's Lanu? He says, Ruach HaKodesh revealed to us. In Yazman Zeh. If there will come a time. 
And I can't think if there's any more accurate definition of the time that we're living in now. In Yezman Zev, there will come a time where there's going to be a tremendous outpouring of cheshek, of desire, of ratzon, desperately so, to connect to this thing called God, to this thing called Ein Sov, to this thing called my Creator who created me for a reason, who's going to be able to hold me. And like Rav Gerzi said, to, 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 to make me feel as if I'm here for a reason. If there was ever going to be a cheshek like this. Az yiratze ha cheshek hazeh ka'oyla u'kechol ha'kavanas. This desire, even if we don't know how to actualize it, but we feel it inside of us and it's burning. And we don't even know how to describe it and it's embarrassing a little bit to tell somebody else what we're feeling and hopefully we should never be able to tell somebody else what we're feeling. Aniyadati k'gadol Hashem. It's our own experience. It can't be expressed in words, but we feel a cheshek. We feel this yearning for something. It's the deepest, the deepest, the deepest, most precious, deep thing. The Pasuk says, Because he yearned and desired me. Amen. He says that that will lead to the Geula that we're speaking about, the Geula of the Balatanya, which is supposed to bring to the Geula of the world, starting from each and every one of us to be redeemed into this world of Olam Pele, to already begin living on this level of this is what it means. I'm with them. I'm with them in their pain. In what pain? In this terrible tsar of wanting to be something bigger. Wanting to transcend ourselves. To transcend the world. To believe in an ideal. To believe that things can be different. That things can be different. They can be different. Doesn't mean that the days of Mashiach are going to be so drab. They're going to be like now. It means that even now could be Mashiach. The puzzle pieces come in the box. It's a matter of putting them together. Things can be radically different. Better. More uplifted. More spiritual, more deep, more real. They don't know any kavanas. They're not big mekubal and they don't even know how to read a pasuk and they struggle over a gemara. But they desire and they have a yearning and they have a cheshek. And they'll serve me with cheshek, with desire. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I don't care if you know how to actualize it, but the Iker is, Rachman Aliba boy, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants our desire, our Ratzon, that terrible thirst that consumes every single aspect of our being. The Cheshek, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Azachal Tzehu, Migolas Hamar, Ve'areu Bishuasi, the Pasuk continues, and they will see my salvation, Sheila Masaga, and they'll get every Hasaga in the world because there's no deeper Hasaga than the realization of a broken heart to say, Ribbana Shalalam, I, I love you so much and I want you so much and I just want the world to know you and I want the world to experience what I experience deep in my heart that's my cheshek I want the world to thirst for you I don't want people to be satisfied and settled and just this is this is the way things are things can be different better that's what I yearn for and the world will be filled with das. it's all in this and so as we come up to these days of Chanukah, to these days of Achetich L'Regel Menashuk, to these days of Chinuch, to these days of Moisif Ahoylech, of Eschatshos, how do we prepare? Just to want it. Just to yearn for it. Just to feel within our hearts, close our eyes and say, Rebbe Shalom, I want this. I want to live this way. I want to live an elevated life. I want to be transparent to you, to allow you to shine through me, that I shouldn't have my own motives, but all I want is you. And guess what? If you don't want this, 
the beautiful thing about Ratzon is that you can want to want it. And even if you don't want to want it, go far back however much you go. And you think it sounds like a joke. It's the most real thing you've ever heard in your life. To want, to want, to want. Because that's the essence of what it is to be a Jew. Is this cheshik, is this desire. And a lot gets in the way to make us convinced that we don't want this. There's nothing we want more. Kir vaselikim litoiv. It's a bad bracha to all of us. First of all, we should never have to sit through speeches as long as this. That's the first. <laughs> <laughs> my bracha to all of us is that Be'ezer Hashem through this experience of Cheshek through this deep thirst that we're here to quench that we came to this room to quench together or to try at least in some way to connect to something and to bring on the heat the next week before Hanukkah, prepare, hachana, learn about the yomtiv, yearn for what you learn about, daven over what you learn. Then ultimately we're going to be zayche for a Hanukkah of Chanukah, of, of an inin of chinuch, of ischachas, of renewal, that can fill us with enough, enough warmth and enough sweetness and enough illumination to be able to banish all the darkness of the winter and all the kriras of the coldness of our time. And through that, each and every Jew attaining this level of personal redemption, we should be zayche to the gula shleimah v'amitas b'mher b'amenu. Amen v'amen.
strong cloud forever and ever. Absolutely, absolutely, Chasashon to leave. We're not finished. Okay, I don't know how many Hebra actually know this song, another Yosef Kardura song. I'm sure some of you do. But if it's a song that you don't know so well, it means that it's a song that you mamash have to listen. We have a lot of listening for this song until we learn it and then we'll sing it Bezer Hashem forever. And it goes like this.
of his horses, them flying, you know, and like, hey, maybe go out. every blue and white. Uh, no, he said that a discus and a caracamet are fine, but this immediate area is only for people who live here. Blue and white is not good. Right. Like in front of the garage. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'll see you so soon. <laughs> The best thing about bringing sperm is when you don't have to use them in the end because something else comes to mind. <laughs> This is this is your Gersey Safer and I don't know your name yet, but thank you for letting me ask me. Kuti. Kuti. Um Nachman says in the third Torah that when you listen to someone who sings and that person is singing still singing. is an ish kasher, so it makes it easy to serve Hashem. One of the greatest things about Rabbi Nachman is that he never tells you what to do, he just tells you what makes it easy to serve Hashem and what makes it hard to serve Hashem. He doesn't say, go do this. He doesn't give you tzivuyim. He just says, this, is, this makes it easier. That's what a friend does. What I could say it's for sure... Me. It's not me. I'm here. What I could say for sure... Can, some, can someone ask that? The, it's okay. It's okay for yeah. you. It's not okay for me. But I can say for sure is that it feels easier to serve Hashem right now. That's for sure. I can say that for sure. And so the fact that we're all singing together and that it feels easier to serve Hashem, that means that every single one of us is a Yishkasher. And we should know, we should know with every fiber of our being, that, I mean, it's, you don't have to trust me, just listen, listen to your own self right now. How, how much easier is it to serve Hashem in this moment than it was the hour before we came here, when we were by ourselves, when we weren't singing with other people who were anashim k'sher. Now there's a chumrah, there's a chumrah, Shevet Alivi brings down a, a chumrah. I, I, 
hardly think that anybody here probably holds of such a thing. Shevet Levi has such a thing where he talks about in the in certain halachas that have to do with listening to the, the voice of someone of the opposite gender in a way that is, leads to hirhurim. So he says that even the spoken voice also maybe there is this idea that maybe even the spoken voice is able to bring up hirhurim chalila. Most people don't hold of such a thing. But even, I could say even further, the, the diburim, just the spoken word that I've, has brought up many hirhurim. <laughs> so many years ago I heard uh, from Avram Shor that he said from his father that by, by tzitzis we have tchelas dom liyam, dom rekiah, dom and yet there's other gemaras that talk about how colors a person would look at certain garments that are colored and would bring them to your hurim a person could be brought to all types of your hurim you just have to be sitting with the right people so before anything else I just want to this is not what I want to say and we'll try to be Mekayim, Yaakov's bracha, that short, that short, uh... It's easier for me to give the bracha after I speak, good, I understand. I'm a I'm bracha, so... It's very, very quickly what landed on my heart while we were singing. So, somewhere in the middle, I, I noticed there was a Tanya on the table, and, um... And as we were sitting here, I was thinking about something that Baal Tanya writes in the 37th chapter of Lakut Amar Tanya. Which for me, it's, it's funny that we just sang this nigan from, we sang two tonight from Yosef Karduner. And for me, my first taste of the Hungarian wine, my first taste of, my first ima of Hasidus, even before I knew what that was, before I knew who Rabbi Nachman was, before I ever heard the name of the Baal Shem Tov in a way that registered. When I was around 13 years old, I've, I've said this over many times, when I was 13 years old, I had a counselor in camp who just came back from Eretz Yisrael. And he was playing the Nagunim of, uh, of Rabbi Yosef, of Yosef Karduner. And as a 13-year-old who was not super connected, you know, Shomer Tarmitz was on some level, but wasn't so connected. I heard those nigunim and I said, I want my children and my children's children, as well to hear these nigunim and to be connected to whatever this is. I don't know what this is, but that's what I, I, the first time I heard, I don't know who knows his nigunim, but the first time I heard the, his nigunim, the Tahar Libenu, soft nigunim, I said, I want to sing this to my children when they're going to sleep, and I do, and I do. And so, Traditionally, we're supposed to try to understand what is this Indian of Hasidus, Rosh Hashanah, you know. We don't come from that tradition. Before we also sing, I couldn't stop thinking of the Medrash Chazal that says, Our parents. I already did thank yous to everybody here, but I'm so grateful to my parents. I'm so grateful to my parents for raising me in a way where I'm able to extract from all different areas and not being closed in a little box. And maybe there's somebody sitting here who says, well, my parents tried to put me in a little box, and you should be thankful for them also that it led you to this path of, of breaking out of that box. 
I'm so grateful for, for my parents and for your parents that they, that they brought us to this path where we're able to, to be sitting in a shtibel al Shem Breslov, learning Tanya, quoting Rav Kook, and drinking Coca-Cola and vodka, like, to not, and, and, to, and to not, and each person, you know, the feather Indian, to be dressed the way that we're dressed, and to, to have all of the skeletons in the closet that we have in our closet. Every drop of it, I'm so grateful for all of it. So what does the Baal Tanya say? What's, what's the Indian of Hasidus? Everybody knows the Baal Tanya had a juncture in his life where he could have chosen to either... Let me start by saying, I don't know. We don't, I don't know. I don't know what Hasidus is. But as we're sitting here and singing, and, and there's Anashim Ksherim that are Ma'or, certain Yerhurim, this is, this is what it is um, at 10 to 11 on this day in Jewish history. Baltania had a certain juncture in his life where he had to choose whether he was going to go to study by the Magid or to go study maybe in other centers of, of Torah learning. And he said, I know how to learn a little bit, but I don't know how to daven. And how funny it is, how ironic it is that when he came to his Rebbe, he came to the Magid, spirit said, tonight, the Magid said, write a Shulchan Arach. Go write some Torah. And the Alter Rebbe and his Ma'amarim and the Hasagos and the Torah, Nigla and Nister, that somehow what he was doing in, in this world of Torah, and of course there was such a focus on it, of course he learned how to daven there also. Atarab used to send out spies, like he writes in the Igros, used to send out spies. If you're not davening for an hour and a half, when you come by the Yom Tovim, don't expect Torahs. It's not, I'm not going to give it to you. That's what he used to say. I, I would have been left outside, that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the same as outside. So, <laughs> so then, the Baal brings down the Shulchan Aruch, and he goes, how ironic it is, he goes to learn, and he's, he's, he's thrown into, he goes to Dav, and he's thrown into learning. And here we are now, the 19th of Kislev, so Shalach Chassidus, beginning of Chabad, sitting in Breslov, and it's really Kulo Echad, it's all one Indian, the whole thing is all one Indian. Because what the Baal Tanya understood and what perhaps the Magid was trying to say to him when he said, go write a Shulchan Arach, was he was trying to say that when a person is learning Torah, and Torah is the Seder HaOlam, Torah is the Seder HaOlam. Dr. Steinsaltz, Zuchasigin Alina once said, like Steinsaltz once said that he was, he was on a, a radio program and somebody said to him, you know, what should we talk about? And he said, we can talk about whatever you want because I'm a student of Torah and Torah is something to say about everything. Torah is everything. When a person is learning Torah, which means when a person is living, when a person is in the Nachal of Torah. So the Alter Rebbe says that we know that a few places in Shas, there's this notion of Hakore Torah. The Mishnah says, "Akore b'Torah mafter b'Navi, Hayakore b'Torah v'Yigiazman of Kriyat Shema, Yigiazman Mikra, Yizmchavin Libo Yatsa, Akore b'Torah." So just these few lines from the Alter Rebbe. Al yidei isik haTorah nikar b'lashon Kriya. When a person learns Torah, you're not just learning, you're not just saying Torah, you're not learning Torah. 
When a person learns Torah, he's Kora Batora, Perish. Shall you Kora La When a person learns Torah, he's calling to Hashem from the Torah that he's learning. When a person eats or dresses Alpi Torah, when a person talks Alpi Torah, when a person does anything Alpi Torah, they're Kore Batora, they're calling out to Hashem, Mitoch the Torah. And then, like Yaakov said, we access the place of this Pashtus of being a child. Lavoy love Kivyachul Kaadam, a Kore Lechaveir, like someone who's calling to his friend, Shiyavoy love. Or like a small child that's calling to the father. Friedrich Rebbe wrote in his journals in Kuti Diburim that one time he went back to the town of Serbrenka and he was in the park and he was thinking about a certain mimer that his father, that his father had, had said over. He was reviewing this. This was a place where he had spent some time as a child. And as he was sitting there in the park, and he was reminiscing about this Torah, about the difference between what it means to be a child who's successful in their Vodas Hashem, someone who's doing all the, doing all the mitzvot in the right way, and they're learning restartim and no breaks and no sick days. I took a sick day today for Yeshiva, so I could be here tonight. And all of these different things, the person's doing everything right. So there's a certain nachas that that brings in Shemayim, there's a certain feeling that that brings in Shemayim. And then there's a different avenue of serving Hashem, which the Friedrich Rebbe's father said is the, the feeling that you get, for those who are, who are parents or children, when it just makes all of, it's all of us, it's the feeling you get when, when a child says to the father and pulls on the pant leg and says, Abba, Abba, pay, pick me up, I, I'm t- I can't walk anymore, or Abba, Abba, you know, I'm tired, or Abba, Abba, my siblings stole my magnetiles, or whatever. And that tug on the heartstring, which the Friedrichers said is even stronger on a certain level, that calling from, to the Father is even, it, it, it melts your heart more than the successful son who's running the business well. And as he's sitting there in the park, he says, all of a sudden he hears his daughter calling, Abba, Abba, it's time for dinner. And what Hasidus is bringing to the world is that there's going to be times in everybody's life, I bless you, if you don't yet have children, you don't yet have a family. And even, you don't have to wait for that moment because when your friend says to you, you know, and they call you, call you by your name and they say, it's time for dinner, the dinner started, or, or it's time for dinner, or it's time for this, or, or even, when even when your boss is calling you and say, hey, it's time for the meeting, you're late for the meeting, you should be able to hear the Kriya that we're being called. And every time we talk, and every time we, we open a Sefer, we should be calling out Hashem with that simplicity of a child who's Korah Batorah. At almost every juncture in my life that has been uh, of some import, every moment is Chashuv, obviously, but at the very special ones, there's a Torah from Kutimaran that I always read. I read it at my engagement, at my Lachaim, uh, for my engagement party. I read it at Shavabrachos, came out all the seven days of the Shavabrachos. I read it when each of my children were born, bris of my sons. And this is Torah Reish Ein Zayn. I always remember it because I say it's the it's the Raz Ein. It's the it's the secret of the of the Shiv and Panim Torah. It's just a mnemonic. Don't get don't get uh, on it. So Nachman writes a mashal. 
That this is what we're trying to do with the Pashtas of being and being honest with all of our problems and the skeletons. And, and just the beauty of, you know, of being able to sit with a friend who's trying to find the words to say. And, and every moment is so, each Nakuda is so, we're just passing around the Kugel, all, all of it. When it's in the context of Korah Batorah. So Rinachman says that when a person is trying to serve Hashem and they start some new derech in Avodah Hashem, they start some new path. In derech kvusha, a person is not able to make a highway right away. It doesn't happen. Person is just pitter pattering like a little kid. A few steps fall on your face. When a person is Korah Batorah, like a Ben who's calling to his father, it's like a child when they're beginning to walk. In the beginning, the child can't walk very well. But the father, when he sees that there are people who are insisting with every fiber of their being that there's no hierarchy here, there's no rebellion, that as much as every single time I speak to Ravirzi on the phone, I try to insist that he's my Rebbe. He always, he always denies it. That's, that's this feeling of and then I'm a child, and that each of us with our teachers, our children, and we're, we're just, we're sitting here as chaverim. To the extent that we do that, then we sit here as children of av echad akulanu, achav machmas gadla avasu v'shashuv in beno, who oseh mi pa'amei raglav derech. He takes the little footsteps that we're doing and he turns them into a highway. K'mo sh'anu roam sh'atinuk oseh eze davar kata, o medaber eze dibor. Person says a tiny little nothing. Af she'enu chach m'klal, even though the child says mama, dada, they're not saying anything. In kol zevach mas avas avas ha'ashuv mizeh, the father looks at that and says, this kid's going to be a maggot shir one day. This kid's going to be like a great order. So too, when Hashem Yisbarach sees that we're taking little steps together, and we're trying to push one another along, and we're trying to be mechazik one another, not with big chachmos, but with simplicity and with humility. So then, when we sing Nagunim together, it's no wonder that we feel that it's so much easier to serve Hashem, because every little thing that we're doing, every tiny step that we do, Hashem is turning into highways and highways and highways of bringing Elikos into the world. When I was sick two years ago, I end with this. When I was sick two years ago, I, take I, wasn't, back able my to, I wasn't able to be here. No, no, I'm done with this. <laughs> so, I, um, for a, a certain period of that kufa, I had to daven the achidus, and I was living next door to a very big Talmud Chacham by the name of Rav Zabalovsky. Some people know who he is, from Rosh Yeshiva University. My rental home in the States was right next to his house. And he, Bashkacha, had built, there's a shul attached to his house. And he, Bashkacha, had built this window that looked into the shul from above, from within his house. His elderly parents, he wanted that by Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, 
They should be able to be starve in some way. Keep it up, Amy, those tovos. Remember that? Write that down. That's what having money's for, for building an extra wing in your house so that your parents could hear chauffeur. Like, uh, so that's where I sat for a lot of davening and for Rashani and Kippur. And um, there were a lot of times I wasn't feeling so well. And so I davened when I could. And when I couldn't, I was in the house of a major Tom Klaus, and then there was some svarim there. There was like a, a bookshelf of svarim, and occasionally I would poke around the svarim. And one day, I, I don't remember if it was Rosh Hashanah, Kippur, Shabbos, a weekday, I don't remember, I found this big biography, someone by the name of Vishnu Kaplan. And I want to end with a story from Vishnu Kaplan. Vishnu Kaplan was married to Rav Baruch Kaplan. Herbertson Vishnu Kaplan was married to Rabbi Baruch Kaplan, or vice versa, he was married to her. Vishnu Kaplan was the, the first person to open a base Yaakov in America. She was the first person to, she opened a certain base Yaakov schools in different places in Europe. With great Mesiris Nefesh, she was sent to America, and that way she had Mesiris Nefesh instead of Mesiris Agof Kamuvan. And her and her husband, her husband was a Magid Shir in Torah Vadas, but when it became necessary, he ended up even stop, he stopped and he went and he did the financials and also note, when Am Yisrael needs something, you put everything on the line for it, as Yaakov knows very well. Put everything on the line for it, even if it is a little less mechubad or a little exactly less what you thought you would be doing. And they brought Yiddishkeit to the Jewish people in this way, in, in, in first in, uh, in Europe and then in America. They had some children. And in her old age, Vishnu Kaplan, when she was in her home, she, at a, certain age, at a certain time in her life, she wasn't able to live at home anymore. She moved in with her son, Nechemia, Nechemi Kaplan. Nechemi Kaplan, also a big maggot share. And here's the story that I, I share from this little vignette of like a 500-page book. I just happened to open this and it blew my mind. And as I was thinking of this from the Tanya, about what it means to call with simplicity to Kore a Torah. I was thinking about this story also. At the end of her life when she moved in with her son, Nehemiah, so at, it was time to go to sleep occasionally, so she would, she would go into into the bed. It wasn't a very big apartment where they were living, and she would say Shema with Slavos. And her son could overhear her, and every night after she would say Shema, at the end she would say, A bracha oif mein kepala. A bracha on my head. A bracha oif mein kepala. And at some point her son, when there was a Shas kosher, asked her, said, Ima, you know, you're considerably an elderly lady, a stately woman to, to boot, you know, very successful one, and a bracha oif man kepla, somewhat, you know, of a childish, and also, you know, have sake in this, Krishna. And she said, what can I tell you? This is, this is what I heard from my uncle. Her, unfortunately, her parents passed away when she was very young. She lived with her uncle. She said, this is what I heard from my uncle, and, and every night he would say Shema with me, and he would, he would say, a bracha oif dein kepla. A bracha on your, on your head. So Nechemi said to his mother, and this is by way of bracha to all of us. 
The Chaim said to his mother, Ima, but you're already, you're up in years, you know? Abrachof, Oifman, Kepala, Kepala. So she said, it's true. She said, but when I was a little girl, so my uncle used to say, your little head. And I never was quite sure if and whenever my kepala would turn into a cup. So I just kept on saying, over and over, because my kepala, I wasn't sure if it ever really became a cup. The greatest thing that we could ever, ever, ever ask is that we all have the humility to be mechazik one another in such a way where we're not so many cups sitting in the room. Cups are filled with coffee and orus and kalim, yes. But cups that we should maintain a, se- a, a sense of kepala, a certain sense of not being so... not so clever. Not to know exactly the right thing to say all the time, but to speak really... Tekore batora means not to say the most clever chiddush, or not to do that avoda in the most clever way, but it means to call out to Hashem for everything that we're doing and to do it together. Hashem should help us to do it together for the next 180 years plus.
אשינו מפרים חלקנו ומנועים
is going to be Akumzis with Rabbi Yosef Karduna. Ooh, wow. I don't know which day. So maybe I'll call Kobe, then maybe he will send whatever. And also going to be Beza Hashem, Osude, and we're going to try also to do a cell book by the outside of Ramosim. We do it already a few years, one year. My Shawami was even here, surprised. And a lot of people were also surprised that he said, he said, Ramosim saved my life. And, and then it was like, all the street over here, and somewhere in Ebbero started shooting from Nossen. You mommy saved my life. You mommy saved my life. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. You mommy saved my life. You mommy saved my life. Chaim Tamasham, I'm sure. Also, the information of Boston, Ben Hashem, I'll send to Colby. And through uh, Kobe, everybody who ever wants to have more information is going to give all the information. The cell book. You're running out, you're rushing out. Yeah, Meza Hashem is going to be a big cell book, Hebrew, English books. I'm going to try to do it to 50%. Depends on the budget we're going to have. We're going to be a Suda, a big Suda for almost. And it's going to be a Suda with Tavis. And Hanukkah is going to be a Kuzi to the